You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello, everybody. I'm coming at you. Me. He- oh, hello. Hey, hi. My name's Ari Eastman. If this is your first time, welcome. Take a seat. This is Sobriety, and I am coming at you freshly 30 years old. Looks like we made it. I'm 30 years old, and now the kids say I'm ancient. I'm going to be honest with you, this episode doesn't have much of a plan or an agenda. Um, I just got back home in Los Angeles. I spent the week working uh, up north and hanging out with my family for my birthday. It was, it was great. I think that um, it was perfect. I, I've talked before about how birthdays and holidays and big events can kind of stress me out because I feel this like weird pressure that I'm supposed to be really excited and then feeling almost like a little depressed because I'll never live up to the excitement and it's a weird it's a weird thing where my brain just sometimes gets sad around things that should be happy you know just fun things like that but this was really nice and just yeah it was just really nice to be home and um so I'm fresh off a five-hour drive um real really really should have planned ahead as I say almost every week on this podcast, is I should have planned ahead. But you know, say la vie. Say, say hasta la vista, say la vie. You know what I mean? <sighs> anyway, yeah, I'm 30 years old now. And um, I don't know how I... I, I guess I, I... I guess I feel fine. I really... The day came and went, and I didn't. I didn't wake up, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm 30. My back hurts." I didn't experience that. For me, I think uh, the past couple of years have been very transformative, and that's more due to getting sober, and then other things kind of falling into place in my life, and really looking around. And you know, there's a um, there's this idea that I've heard before said that it, when you're in active addiction your um, growth in terms of like, you know, growing up or aging or whatever. I mean, these are all kind of arbitrary things, but that your growth can get stunted. I mean, I don't know how accurate that is, but that's something that I've heard. So that a lot of times when you get sober, it's kind of like you're picking back up from maybe when active addiction um, really set in because it does become such a priority. And it's weird because the, the 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 farther I get into sobriety and the more time I have a way to look back at the years, it's interesting because for so long I was able to be like, oh, I don't really have a problem and I'm fine and oh, I don't actually drink that much and oh, I just drink wine. You know, all the classic things that we love to say to, you know, qualify why we don't have a problem. Oh, I just drink wine. Oh, you know what? I mean, I never throw up. Oh, I mean, uh, so-and-so drinks way more than me, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, But it's like the further I get out into sobriety, the more I look back and I'm like, wow, yeah, there was a a lot of time where um, drinking did become a focus and I didn't even realize how much of a focus it was becoming. Of course, the the, the past, the kind of last few years when it was getting really drastic, when I was by myself and I didn't really have 
people kind of like, you know, I didn't have my family there, so they weren't really monitoring me, so I wasn't really monitoring myself. Um, and, you know, uh, it's certain incidences and, and things that happened. Yeah, those years were bad, but it's like, oh, you know, once it once it really entered my life, once once I started just drinking alcohol, while, yeah, it's not like I all of a sudden became like, I was never a party girl. And so because I was never a party girl, I just thought, well, you know, I, this doesn't apply to me. But I used it to soothe and I used it to combat my anxiety, which we all know actually makes it worse in the long run. And, um, you know, it's like I sometimes wonder, I don't know, I wonder, I'm like, am I really 30 or am I, let's see, I started drinking when I was 21. I'm going to say that, like, I started drinking more problematically, probably like 24 maybe, Um so yeah, am I actually like a little bit, can I, can I say I'm still in my twenties? That's what I'm trying to get at is that, um, you know, I got sober at 27. I started kind of drinking 24, probably started drinking like in a problem way. So I'm just going to say I'm still in my twenties. That's what I have decided out of this podcast. I, you know, I'm not 30 actually. Sorry. Now, if we were to say, you know, let's just say I'm 30. Let's just go with the narrative that. Uh, the calendar tells me in which I am 30 years old. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about, okay, here's what I, here's what I think I'm going to do for the rest of the podcast before I fall asleep. Um, I would like to talk about the things I'd like to bring into this next decade of life. Um, Knowing full well that a lot of things we plan for don't happen and life happens and we pivot and we detour and we do the best we can. Um, and I'm, I'm not so great at resolutions or, or, or any of those things. But I will say, I do like to write down, you know, whatever. Everyone's, everyone's into manifesting. I do love to write down a list. I love a list. Do I, do I complete the items on my list? No, probably not. But I do love to write a list. Um, and so in terms of like manifesting and the things I'd like to bring, you know, into my 30s and kind of like cultivate in my 30s, obviously, number one, baby, it would be sobriety. Keep that going. Keep that right. Keep that tight. Keep that sobriety in check. Um, I think that I would also like to, I think, explore potentially, um, some recovery groups. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean um, a 12-step group because I've, I've, I've talked about how that hasn't been a part of my process. But I do think that I would like to just explore kind of what's out there in terms of community because as oh, wonderful as the internet has been for community, I do think I am missing in-person community. And, you know, it's been hard, obviously, with the pandemic and life changes and the way we interact changes. And I've actually always been someone who has really been happy with a lot of internet interaction and someone who has felt fairly fulfilled with online communities. But I think that lately, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, if it's just getting older, if it's um, missing my family more, but really kind of craving more of a sense of creating community. So I think that's something. And, you know, maybe that's not even sobriety. Maybe I'm just looking for more community. So maybe that's what I want to bring into my 30s is just, you know, um, meeting more people who 
I connect with. And I have to say romance has really been something that has gone so far to the back burner. It's like been burnt to a crisp and is like in the garbage now. I don't think about it. That doesn't mean that's going to change. But I actually like deleted Bumble. I barely look at Hinge now. I'm just so... I'm burnt out, I think. And it's funny because it's like burnt out. I haven't, I don't really date. So how can you be burnt out? But it just, I'm not like gravitating towards it. I'm not interested in it. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. The only time I feel like I'm missing out on something is when other people make me feel like I'm missing out on something. But I, I do want that community. I do want that, you know, the, the, that, that friend circle. I feel like the thing I, I sometimes get sad about is the fact that I don't have like a friend circle. I have friends but I don't have a friend circle. And I know that that's harder as you get older. We don't all have that into our 20s and our 30s and our 40s. But um, I'd love to find, I don't know, (laughs) I want to find a circle. I'm looking for a circle. So if I could just find any group of people to create a circle with me, that might do it. The other thing I would like to bring into this next decade of my life is um, to, yeah, continue obviously with creativity. I've always had fun creating stuff, but I'd really like to amp things up and figure out how to really marry my creative um, enjoyment and endeavors with career and job and it's it's dicey because some people are like all like oh your passion and how you make money should be separate and I do get that to a certain extent because I think when money comes in it will always sort of change your relationship to something but yeah I would love to like eventually have this podcast make some sort of money or to kind of get back into the YouTube space or something and maybe not my 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 full whole thing because I have been very lucky to have um you know great career paths and jobs and and ways to support myself um but like what I I'd be lying if I said there isn't that little girl inside of me that's still just like I want to be a YouTuber and that's that's my main goal in life and it's it's not my main goal in life anymore but that kind of creative pursuit inside of me of wanting to entertain people through social media somehow has like literally never left me And I felt that way before social media was even a thing. Like I, my mom was talking this this week to my stepdad and was like, you know, when Ari was 15, she turned to me and her father and said, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up. That's the career I want. Like, that's what I want to get paid for. My mom was like, well, that's not a thing. And YouTube's just like here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, like, you know, maybe be a filmmaker, a photographer, a writer, but like a YouTuber, like that's not really a thing. And you know what? I was right. (laughs) I was totally right. And yeah, I don't know. There's just like something in me that's always wanted to just entertain people in that way through kind of a social media aspect. So yeah, I don't want that to stop just because I'm in my 30s. I don't want to stop making TikToks and shit like that because I love that and it's fun for me. I think I'd like to take more risks, Um, calculated risks in the in the sense that I am a cautious person. I am never going to go skydiving, like I sky, sky diving, you know? That's how I feel about it. I don't want to do things that you could die from. And I guess like you could die from, I mean, like walking outside. Um, but I try not to think about that because then my anxiety will really spiral. But I would like to take more calculated risks and 
And for me, maybe that's not risks of like thrill-seeking activities because, again, that's not me. But more risks of like kind of with the community of like going somewhere where I don't know anybody, but it's a group activity or um, yeah, that kind of a thing. That's that's how I want to take calculated risks with like social stuff and putting myself in new situations and trying new things and um, and getting outside of my bubble again. Those risks will not include bungee jumping or, uh, I don't know, motorcycle riding or uh, white water river rafting down a waterfall. I don't know. Whatever people do. These thrill seekers, good for you. I don't get it. I don't get it. I have so much cortisol pumping through my body at all times. I have so much adrenaline. Like, I'm a light sleeper. I hear just like a sound from two miles away and I wake up, I'm like, what the, what's that? And my heart's beating so fast. I don't need roller coasters, okay? Being alive is a roller coaster for me. I also think I'd like to continue with stability. You know, I I wasn't, my 20s, I would not describe my 20s as a time of stability. I'm very lucky because I've always had family and I've had privilege and I've had people to really fall back on. Um, when I wasn't the most stable, whether that was my mental health, my choices, my addiction, my, you know, working, working jobs where I made like no money, my spending habits, like so many things where I have not put stability as a focus in my life and I'm impulsive. I'm not impulsive in the roller coaster aspect right? Like, I'm not a thrill seeker, but I am impulsive. I will do something and think like, oh, I'll just do this. And I don't think about the long-term effects and the consequences and like, what does this mean for my life? And like, those things are boring to think about for me. Like, I don't want to think about, I don't want to do the long-term goals and the budgeting of that. But sometimes you do have to do that. And it's like, stability also is very exciting in a way, because when you feel stable, you get to feel peaceful. And I wouldn't trade the feeling of peace for anything, honestly. And like that's something, again, that sobriety brought me. And I used to just like live my life thinking like, oh, it's like I'm just a mess and I'm, I'm like a, you know, I'm a creative, broken, crazy mess and I'm always going to be this way. And it's like, yes and no. Are there parts of me that are like that? Sure. But I can also work to find ways to heal what I can heal, and to give myself peace and to give myself stability, knowing that I'm not always going to be stable, knowing that instability will come, but working on like building the foundation to give myself that stability. I think that that's going to be something. And I think that's something that's great about your 30s is like your 20s fucking suck. And if you're young and you're struggling right now, like sometimes it can feel really dismissive. I felt like it was dismissive when people are like, oh, you're young. Your hormones are crazy, dude. But it's I don't know, like, I feel like you feel that way and then you get older and you go like, oh yeah, there is some validity to that because I just feel so much more at peace with myself and who I am and life and like I'm not like freaking out about like a stupid dude who didn't like text me back or like trying to prove my worth to someone and that's such a liberating feeling and I'm just excited to have more of that, you know, in my 30s. And then in like terms of, it's like, you know, the, the, the dumb stuff that I kind of trip out about is like, 
am I going to get a house when I'm in my 30s? Um, am I going to get married in my 30s? Am I going to get me? Am I going to have kids? Because if I don't have kids, my 30s, like I have to do it in my 30s. And it's like, first of all, one day at a time. I don't need to worry about what I'm going to do when I'm 35, when I'm 38. Today, I am 30, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm tired. I'm tired because I drove for five hours, and then my dumb ass was like, well, don't forget, you got to do a podcast. But today, I'm 30, and today, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, you know, at peace. And I think that that's, that's, that's a – if you're freaking out about age and stuff, I feel like you just got to, like, focus – one day at a time. It's the same thing. Like, how do you feel in this exact moment? And take your age out of it. It's irrelevant. Um, yeah, so those are some thoughts. <sighs> anyway. Well, it's time for something. You know what it is. It's something that made me happy this week. It's my pink cloud of I spent this past week with my family and they recently adopted a puppy named Gia and then a surprise surprise the plan was just to adopt the puppy but then when they got to the the foster um, all the puppies had been adopted and it was down to this puppy that they were getting named Gia well now named Gia and then the mom was left who was also up for adoption and my mom went all right, we're taking her too. So they ended up adopting Mama, named Senna now. So Senna and Gia. And man, being with a puppy is like so wild and like fun and also like sometimes horrible. And the two of them are super cute, but also super loud. And the energy, it was like a great reminder to me that, yes, I really want to have a dog one day. But you know, I might not, I might not be ready just yet because I your girl likes to take a lot of naps and sleep in and the barking you know it's the puppy bark it's loud and I don't know if I would adopt a puppy I think I've always liked really liked a like the older dog like adopting like a dog that's like three four um that being said I mean she is freaking cute they are so cute and um it was a very lovely time to just like play with them and snuggle with them and um, I, I, I know I'm going to be feeling like some sadness in these couple weeks because it was just, it was really fun. As loud as they are, it was really fun and um, filled up my dog puppy cup in my heart for a little bit. And um, although, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure in the next week or so, I'm going to be like wishing I was still there. So, um, but you know what? Something to look forward to. Excited to go and, and see how big the puppy got. Um, so, yeah. My pink cloud is like I literally got to hang out and cuddle with a puppy for a week. I mean, it's a pretty fucking good birthday. Am I right? I'm right. Well, anyway, on that note, thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Sobriety with me, your friend, your pal, Ari Eastman. And um, if you want to give me a belated birthday gift, um, it's really helpful fills my heart if you go to apple Podcasts and you leave a five-star rating review tell me you love me tell me you can't get enough of me i don't know what this godfather thing i'm doing all of a sudden i'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse and that offer is you tell me something nice and you put it on the internet where it's gonna live forever capiche all right 
Um, don't know what what that was, but um, on that on that on that note on that note, I'm gonna go to bed. Uh, but I will see you next week. Love you. <laughs>